Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is England is Burning for Monday, September the 13th, 2021. I wonder if people think that, you know, they talk, people talk about like Friday the 13th is bad luck. Is Monday the 13th bad luck? I imagine it probably would be because, you know, it's always Monday is Monday, right? Yeah. But today we are talking with Mark with the Manchester United Women's Supporters Club about Manchester United women. They played yesterday against Leicester City at the King Power Stadium in Leicester. Mark was fortunate enough to actually travel to that match and, and be there in person and so forth. Mark, how are you doing on a Monday afternoon in Manchester? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Keith. It's been a bit of a hectic one. I imagine. Yeah, Old, because Trafford you... Old Trafford Saturday, brilliant day, brilliant day. Mm -hmm. Watched good to see Ronaldo back home where he belongs. And then mm -hmm. yesterday morning, 10 o'clock start, up to Leicester. And home for a very reasonable half past eight. <laughs> so yeah. we got in just as the City game finished, so we could see the, the highlights of that. Yeah, and you know we can probably talk about the the city match a little bit later, uh, and and your your joy and possibly seeing them go down. Yeah, but uh, but I I do want to I before we get into the to Leicester City and and, and that whole that excursion, um, I, I will make mention of Ronaldo once uh, on this podcast and only once, only for the same reason why uh, the reason. Is this this was his second debut at Old Trafford on Saturday? What was it like, Mark, going to Old Trafford and bringing? I don't know if you. I imagine you brought your entire family, uh, you know, or or most of your family to Old Trafford on Saturday to watch that uh, spectacle. I mean, I, I can't imagine. It must have been a dream. I mean, it, it, it's bizarre because um, mm -hmm. I I remember I was there for his first debut in two thousand three, mm -hmm. and I was there for his second one and. I'm not afraid to admit it. Ronaldo is, you know, ten, 10 years younger than me. He's in slightly better shape than me, probably forever. Only um, slightly. Only, only slightly, Mark. Yeah, you look yeah, like you um, got like an eight pack, you yeah, know, yeah. hiding behind that. Uh, it's that more like a, yeah. Um, so it was great. Um, it was, we got to the ground um, about one o'clock. United sent an email out saying, please arrive early. Um, and then at one o'clock, we met the people we sit with downstairs in the concourse. We had a laugh with them. We went up to the seats just before two o'clock, just before the team gets announced around the ground. And my phone flashed up with uh, just the words, he starts. Mm -hmm. And then the team came out for the warm up and he came out. And the, it was the, the game against Leeds, the first home game. It was the atmosphere was brilliant, but the atmosphere on Saturday was just. It was just the best atmosphere I've been mm -hmm. at, at, at football for a long time. It's a, it was a privilege to be there, actually. I, I would go as that far. Yeah, and to go against, you know, Newcastle, you know, a, a traditional, you know, club that, you know, United's played against a million, a million times, and then to have a 4-1 scoreline, Ronaldo scoring, I think it was a brace, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I just can't imagine the story you know, written any better it, no. than to then to have that sort of uh, that matchup and, um, and have that situation. So. Ironic, funnily enough, on the way out of the ground, we were listening to the radio just to get the other football scores on the way out. And someone sent in a stat that Ronaldo is the first player to score two goals against Newcastle since Ronaldo last scored two goals <laughs> against Newcastle. He's the only player to have done it. And it, we were all sat there going, Mm hmm. Okay. All right. Now we get it. Uh, it was brilliant. 
but crazy. you know, and, and this is going to segue into my into my next t- into the into the Leicester City match. Actually, uh, is the idea of because the idea of football, you know, about really supporting your club. And I know Mark, you're you're really big on this, and yeah. and so am I. Is the, is the idea that you get to because you have children, you get to share in the passing down of your fandom to your yeah. children and yeah. you got to watch Ronaldo as you know a younger adult back in 2003 now you get to share and pass yeah. down that experience as a Manchester United fan to your children yeah. and you and and you know because Manchester United is your club always been your club and there yeah. will be no other um and so forth so you know, I just think it's amazing. I mean, when I pass down my fandom of my clubs to my son uh, and so forth, he's not quite there yet, but he's going to get there. Um, it, you know, it's really amazing, amazing that happened. Um, so, um, so that leads me to Leicester City. And one of the things, there are so many takeaways from this match. I don't know if we have even have enough time to go through all the takeaways, but I want to go through the first takeaway. Yeah. Last week, um, there was some bizarreness uh, around Chelsea travel, Chelsea women traveling to the Emirates for Arsenal. Yeah. And I heard a lot of issues, a lot of complaints from Chelsea fans <laughs> about how the Emirates was handling their the away fans. Uh, and I was hearing from a different multiple angles and so forth. And, and the fact of the matter was, at the end of the day, our uh, Chelsea fans were not segregated separate from Arsenal fans. And that was me- actual p- by design, right? Yeah. It was by design. Arsenal sent out a statement to saying that this is a women's football match. This is a family environment. We want this to be, you know, togetherness and, and, and so forth. But I heard a lot of Chelsea fans were like, no, I, I, this is not what football is about. This is not what we we do. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a women's game, a U23 match or a men's match. I mean, it doesn't really matter. We should be segregated. So I was like, okay, maybe this was a faux pas by Arsenal. Um, and But then I heard it about other matches. And then I'm watching this the United match with Leicester City at home in the U.S. And I'm looking at the stands and the, and the commentators are pointing out that the United fans are not segregated separate from the Leicester City fans in the King Power Stadium. And I was like, and then I was told through the commentator that the, the, the league itself wanted this by design. Now, Mark, you were there. Yeah. What's your reaction to, to you were there, you were not segregated no. uh, from the Leicester fans. So no. what's, what are your thoughts about this? It's, um, to put it bluntly, it's my pet picky. It's my, I hate it. I, I really do. Because United fans, we were, we were told by Leicester on their Twitter account, United fans, please buy tickets in block A1. This is going to be a segregated stand for you. So mm-hmm. that's what we all did. The mm-hmm. SC and other United fans read the tweets and we're all right, we'll all get A1. And we blocked up, we got our little block in A1. Then yesterday, I think over the weekend, they said to Leicester fans, if you need tickets, book in block A1, which is what we were supposed to be in. So yesterday there was a, a, a big contingent of United. I, I mean, and then it was mostly all Leicester. Now, I'm very fortunate to go to men's football games at Old Trafford, and I can, if I go to an away ground, I go, I go, I go. Segregation is important because yes, in the men's game, 
it's slightly more, uh, you know, a lot more can happen in, in the terms of if you sat with the white fans. At the women's game, yes, it's a family atmosphere and they want to keep all families together. I get that. But it's a, it's lacking a part of football. I don't go to football, and again, this is me, and I don't go to football to make friends. I go to football to support Manchester United. That's it. I arrive, support, leave. That's it. I don't go to mm-hmm. sit and, and go, oh, let's get oh, let's become friends on Facebook or or follow me on Twitter. I don't do it for that. I go to support my team. That's it. And the women's game is lacking that bit because they want to make it a family atmosphere. I get it. I understand the reasons behind it. I, I, I honestly, I do. But the game needs rivalry. And you're not going to get that rivalry if I'm sat with a Leicester fan. You're only going to get that rivalry if you have the Leicester fans on one part of the ground, United fans in another. Because then there is that sense of atmosphere because Leicester fans will be making their own atmosphere and the United fans will be making their own. And it just, look, it's one of those things that that needs needs to happen. Whether it will or not, I don't know, because the FA are building it around the model of, of family. I get that. I really do. But there's only so far a family atmosphere can take it mm-hmm. until it either goes that way completely or it implodes on itself. I'm, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've been to two baseball games in the States. Mm-hmm. And unless it's like the biggest rivalry like for me is the Yankees-Red Sox, mm-hmm. where there is that kind of angst against each yes, other. Yes, absolutely. Everyone, everyone always sits together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yep. the, the Chicago Bears and the, the Packers in, in mm-hmm. NFL, again, yep. there's that sense of rivalry. Yet in any other game, certain games, there's that angst. You know, you, you talk about the New York Giants versus the New York Jets. People will sit together. I could never have go to a football, a, a derby and sit City fans and United fans next to each other because it would, it would kick off royally. And I get those things. I get in the States there is a, a, some small rivalries. But here, football is based on a rivalry. rivalry. Mm-hmm. And that has to... In the women's game, the rivalries have to come. It, mm-hmm. it has to happen because the game will become stagnant. And at, at least sports village, if so the next home game is Chelsea on the 26th of September. Mm-hmm. Away fans can buy tickets for an away section. Now, yes, it's a home section, but it's cordoned off for just away. Mm-hmm. So United United and Lee are trying to do it. Now, whether it gets pulled and the FA go, no, no, that's not happening, then that's different. But, but is yeah. there but has the FA made that made that decision? Is this something that the FA is passing down to the WSL clubs like the commentator was was alluding to yesterday or what's what do you think is happening? For me I've not heard the FA say anything like that. I, I honestly okay. haven't. Um, right. But I wouldn't disbelieve it at the same time if the FA sure. had said that. Mhm. Um, because women's football, as, as you know, Keith, and, 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 and most people know, it's based on a, a, a family. It's based on families going for a day out to watch the football. And I have no issue with that. That's absolutely fine. However, the FA also have to know that with this new Sky deal, that potentially will bring in 
more followers. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Who want to go to football, who go to men's football, will want to try and do the same of have, you know, United fans here, United, Arsenal fans there. Now, at Boreham Wood, because when we've played Arsenal there, they do have an away end. Mm-hmm. So we can have that. We do usually take the away end because that's how they usually sort it out. Mm-hmm. Some grounds will automatically say, away fans, go here. What was wrong with it yesterday is that they were sending out two different messages. They were sending out a United fans buy here. It's segregated. Don't worry, that's just for you. And then, actually, Leicester fans, you buy there as well. You know, it, it was... It, it's just one of those things that you, you can see what the league's trying to do, but at the same time, they take it away from, from the what they're trying to do. Yeah, and, and do you think that... I mean, you mentioned that, you know, the next the next home match for United is against Chelsea after the international break. And, and so, the you know, the I mean, you would maybe assume that, you know, at, at least you're going to have a segregated Chelsea stand or area yeah. and so forth, unless the FA steps in and says, no, you, you can't do that. Um, so do you think that, you know, uh, it, it's... Is there going to be kind of a, a smashing of heads around this issue between the club and between and the FA? I, I I think ultimately what has to happen is is that the clubs have to make the decision of what they want to do with fans, especially away mm-hmm. fans, because mm-hmm. you you know it's getting to the point now where more fans are starting to follow the team because of the spotlight now through the mm-hmm. new TV deal. So yeah, so. You, you know, um, so we were at Leicester yesterday. Okay, yeah, we've got a home game next. Then we've got Birmingham. Then I think we've got Tottenham. And then I think we've got Arsenal. We've got a run of three games. Now, us as fans, it's a no-brainer that we're going to be at those games. But as the game grows through the new TV deal, the clubs will need to sit down with the FA to say, look, you need to. we need to sort this out. The, the other side to the issue with it, Keith, and it's a personal issue f- for me and for a lot of other fans, and I'm sure the Chelsea fans will say the same, is that for a, as a United fan, when I buy a ticket for United or, or when I want to do an away game, let's do an away game, it's easier. When I want to get an away ticket for, for a, an away game, so West Ham on Sunday, I'm not going, but when I want to get a ticket for West Ham, I have to apply through Manchester United. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because United have a designated away end at, at the West Ham ground. But when I want to buy a ticket for Leicester away, I have to buy my ticket through Leicester. So there is an issue within that side of the ticketing side. Mm-hmm. Away fans, for me, should buy a ticket from their home club. So for I, me, mm-hmm. I would buy. I would say for, for Birmingham away, which is in th- on the 3rd of October, I mm-hmm. would buy my away ticket through United, who will go, ah, mm-hmm. Mark's going, mm-hmm. and he's going in the away end. Yep. But they don't, in the women's game, they don't want to do that. So I have to buy my ticket for Leicester and for Birmingham through Leicester through City and Birmingham, mm-hmm. which is wrong because I'm then on their system as a fan of Birmingham and Leicester. That's true. Yeah, that's a be- that's an excellent point. Which yeah, I'm not. I'm a, You're, I'm you a, don't want to be. Yeah. So I get, so, <laughs> and it's something that we have taken to, as the SC, we have taken to the FSA. We have mm-hmm. taken it. Mm-hmm. And, and the answer from the FA is, it's the way it is. And, and that's their stock answer, which isn't an answer. 
it's no, kind of no. it's kind of like we're just going to draw a line under it and then and forget it. That's what it is. It is what it is. It's basically yeah. their answer. And you that's know. their answer. And it's it's annoying. So you mm-hmm. know, I have to. So at the beginning of a foot, I have to go become. I have to go onto the Arsenal website so I can mm-hmm. get a ticket. Chelsea, and you've got to do it for everyone. And you know, when we get the Conti Cup game, so when we've got Durham, and we've got to go to every team. Yeah, do you think that will stop away fans from? I, I can imagine doing that. It, I can imagine it does, because yeah. you get bombarded with with mail from Birmingham at Christmas. Come and look at the Birmingham City gift shop. Get Christmas presents. No, right, I'm right, not, because you're for, you're forever on their email list, and yes. you know, unless you go through the I, 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 labyrinth I, process of unsubscribing I, and, and the, so forth. But I imagine if you had to go through, nobody. I don't think anyone wants to go through Chelsea's ticket office to get. A ticket to King's Meadow. I just don't see that but, but people the, really wanting what, to do that unless they really desperately want to go. Yeah, but that's the way it works, and that's yeah. And, and you see that from the women's game, and right, it's not, right? And it's not as if the big. I, I mean, for me, if United, City, Arsenal, and Chelsea, and I'm and, you know, no disrespect, the big four mm-hmm. in the men's game and also probably in the women's game would go to the FA and go, "You need to scrap the ticketing system." We need to do away fans from our clubs mm-hmm. and then let everything else take care of itself. If they were to do that, I'm sure the FA might consider it. But the right. problem is no one is wanting to do it. Right. And that's where the, the issue is because, yes, it might well stop away fans. So when we play Birmingham in two weeks or three weeks, whatever it may be, they know there's going to be a, a partisan crowd from United. They know that. Yet, there's a lot of people who are going, I'm not going to go to the Birmingham game. Oh, are they playing Spurs the week after? I'll go to that one instead. So I understand the logic in and out of it. It's just that there is no general logic around it because it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Right. These, yeah. and, 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 and the answer you get whenever you ask these questions is, it's just the way it is. And that's the answer. And it's not an answer. It's a, you know, as you said, drawing a line under it and moving on to the next point. So with that being said, so we, you go to Leicester, you you yeah. sit amongst you know, uh, you know amongst your your own your, your own group and Leicester City group and so forth. Yeah. To watch this match. Now the the match was a three one scoreline in favor of United. I'm not sure that that was a huge surprise uh, to anybody uh, going in. I think most people expected United to, to win this match, but there's so much more to it. I don't think 3-1 tells the entire story of this match, does it, Mark? No, not in the slightest. 3-1 actually, in my opinion, flatters Leicester. Yes, I would agree with that. So tell me, tell me your impression of how this game started out up until um, Millie Turner had to leave the, leave the match. I mean, it, it, how did this thing start out with? Well, the team news was interesting because um, I, I've said it over the last couple of weeks to you um, that I, I, I believe instead of playing a, 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 <coughs> a league, Mark Skinner is going to be playing a team. And I think that he, he will change his team based on um, based on the, 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 the team in front of him. So yesterday, when Millie started, it, I think it was um, to uh, take out of the block um, Jess Sigsworth's pace and speed. Millie could counteract it. 
So the team itself was very so Millie starting, I saw I thought brilliant. Then he, he dropped Vilda Borisa and he brought Jackie in for more creativity. So again, he's he's playing a team to beat the team in front of him, not to beat, not to, you know, and it was it was really good. And we started off a bit rocky, a little bit rocky. I don't think there's any anything wrong with that. And then we started to build that momentum. The passing was slick. It was precise. But again, I, I, I've said it um, on on here. I think marks will allow players to make mistakes if they are doing it for the right reason. So if they give the ball away, to, and, and but they're making it go forward instead of backwards, I think he'll accept that. And then obviously the injury to Mill happens and, and it kind of broke everything up for, for a while. But the start up until that point, <coughs> yeah, I thought we were we were we were really good. Yeah, I really liked the lineup uh you know, going into the match for United because um obviously trying to you know, as you said, trying to play the opponent, and not yeah. just a general. This is going to be our our starting eleven every you know every match, yeah. and I mean it may become more solid. His starting eleven as the season moves on, when he gets more, you know, gets a better understanding of of the players and gets an understanding of their abilities and and where they fit into the whole to the whole system that he's trying to create. But the the lineup, you know, was was the same type of four two three one, but there were multiple differences. Um, and so forth. I mean, you had Blundell, who was, you know, who played in the week before, and then you had the back line and Alfie Manon and uh, Millie Turner, and then uh, Ona on the left on that back line, and then had Katie uh, and Jackie, which was really good creative combination in midfield, um, you know, and then Christy Hansen, Lucy Staniforth, and Leah Galton, again, you know, strong front, and then Ella you know, false nine-ish kind of role for her and so forth. But to me, you know, United in the first like 15 minutes, yeah, I would agree it was pretty rocky, but they, but the good point, good news was, is just kind of like what you were saying earlier is they started off on the front foot immediately, you know, they, they had a lot of pace, a lot of energy. uh, And you can tell there was that, as we mentioned last week, there was sort of this relaxed looseness, not in a bad way uh, of, you know, we're going to just play. I mean, we're going to be on the, front foot we're going to play we're going to push forward uh you know it was like it was a little sloppy at times you know from the start but you kind of expect that second match of the season different lineup you know away and all those things kind of playing into it uh and so forth but uh but united grew quickly into that match was that a, a, a and as they grew quickly and had more offensive chances being created in the first 15 minutes, was that more of United pushing forward or were Leicester just simply came out really poor to start the first 15 of that match? The, the, I would say it's a, a little bit of both. United were on the front foot from the first minute. I'll right. say that the passing was great. It was crisp. It was, it was to the point... There was, you know, I'm not going to say it was the world's most perfect 90 minutes from a United team. It was far from it. There was some individual mistakes. There were some mistakes that, that were made. But as I said, the mistakes that were made, you can let go because ultimately some of them were for a positive reason. Right. However, right. Leicester, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to say this, Keith, there's people like yourself and there's other pundits mm-hmm. from around the game who are saying Leicester are going to be right up there 
in the top half of the table at the end of the season. I'm I'm really sorry to say it. They are they were poor yesterday. They were really poor. Well, the two, the two clubs that I kept rant, ranting and raving <laughs> about are Everton and Leicester. And I think Willie Kirk's probably going to get sacked in the next three weeks if nothing changes. But but yeah. to his credit, he had to play Chelsea and City. But then you look at what City what what happened with City yesterday. I'm like, well, okay. But uh, but all kidding aside, yes, I had you know we remember. <laughs> Everyone's going to remember I had what, you know, Everton fourth and Leicester fifth. And now they're both at the bottom of the table. Um, so, but hey, it's, as they say, it's a it's long a, season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, yeah it was poor. I mean, I was shocked how poor, you know, they were so, Leicester was so poorly organized. Yes. They were just so poorly organized. They didn't seem to know who was marking who yeah. and who they were supposed to go, you know, and what what shape they were supposed to be in. They they went in at a, a, in a standard 4-3-3, uh, but they just didn't seem organized. Like they And they weren't really communicating well right. together. I mean, it, it's just like all the things that you see of a team that is facing relegation, you know, that doesn't, you know, who's like in, you know, or in the league for the first time, you saw that there and I'm like, this is a different Leicester team than I was expecting. Um, and so there was a lot of open spaces and there were a lot of opportunities. The problem was initially, Mark, I think, was that they just could, United could have converted more opportunities overall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so I was watching the match at home. You were at you know, the, the KP. Yeah. Um, Millie's injury. Yes. You saw it live yeah. in person. I yeah. saw it on TV. Different, totally different angles. Yeah. What? What did you see? What happened? Because what I saw was she was marking a Leicester player. I forget who, but and then she looked like she ran into Katie. Yeah. I, I, what? What? What occurred there? How that, did this injury happen from your perspective? So, so basically, that's what I saw as well. It was exactly mm-hmm. the same. She was marking a player. The ball bounces. Right. Millie sticks her leg out. Katie sticks her studs out, more or less. And that's yeah. it was a it was an impact injury. Or right. so I thought. I didn't mm-hmm. at the time. I'll be honest. I didn't think it was as serious as yeah it was. I however, was shocked. Yeah. However, when you saw her go down, mm-hmm. um, and you see the United physios and doctors running on, and then you see the Leicester doctors and physios running on, you then realise it's actually a little bit more um, serious than it is. Um, but from where, uh, but I will also say from where we were, where we were, we were in the corner. We couldn't see, we saw what you basically saw on, on, on right. The okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, I did. Um, it's, it's, a, I, I, United have not announced what has happened, but mm-hmm. from the little bits we've been put together, it, it doesn't sound great. It, it really doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I'm hoping, hopeful United will, will put something out, but then again, I, I doubt they will. Um, and at the time, I'll be honest with you, when well, after that injury happened, I turned to to uh, Deborah and uh, a couple of others, and I went, "That's it. The steam's just been knocked right out of us." Yeah. And I I was worried at that point because um, while Millie was on the floor, uh, Jackie was the only player from United around Millie. Everyone else had walked away. And I think mm-hmm. most of them had walked away to regain their composure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I agree with um, that. And mm-hmm. I think just to get their heads right, because I've, I mean, yeah. I've been at 
I've been at men's games where I've seen these kind of injuries and it's knocked that team and, and they've just gone out of the game completely. So I, I want to applaud the players for taking themselves away from, from what was going on mm-hmm. to regroup. And, mm-hmm. and Mark pulled them all together to mm-hmm. just say, do this. Just, yep. you know, and I, it was from that. And I was worried at that point. But mm-hmm. at, at the time, and, and obviously still now, we're all still concerned about what's happened to Mel. It, it was It was bad. Yeah, I mean, and I had the same sort of reaction because, and I mean, initially I was like, you know, but but then when I looked back on when I watched the replays of it, because I mean, I was trying to figure out what what exactly happened, and it was exactly how you describe it. Initially, I was like, it doesn't seem, it didn't look that bad, but you never know unless yeah. you're right there, right? And, the kind of and then the the first, yeah, exactly. And then the first reaction, but I but I saw though, you know, I and I get, I think it was Katie Zalem that she they had kind of clashed and immediately almost immediately katie immediately is waving to the touchline to wave people in immediately which then tells me yeah it must have been pretty bad yeah uh and then she went back to because the ball was still in play uh and then anytime you see the stretcher come out two sets of physios oxygen air cast i mean i'm like oh what happened this thing yeah. just evolved into something much bigger and yeah immediate concern is is the ga- is the energy going to go out of the yeah. squad um because i mean and it would have been the same for any united player but someone in, in someone like millie turner who's yeah. been a, a very steadfast defender and steadfast player yeah. leader on the on the in the squad that's another story um so She's replaced by Maria yeah. comes on. Now Maria can play in that spot. Yeah. You know, she, she can play there. It's not her best position probably, but she can go into that spot. So they, she was slotted in, but it did not take long Mark for the team to kind of get back into it. Right. Yeah. I think one of when, when you see an injury like that happen, and like I said, I've, I've, I've been unfortunate enough to see some in the men's game, some, some horror ones. What can, two things can happen? Either your heads will drop and you go, "That's it, I'm mm-hmm. done. I'm, I, I can't get my head back into the game," or something will happen and it will. You'll just hear a little click, and everyone will get back together. Mm-hmm. Now, I had yesterday in, in the league lineup competition that we do. I had Maria starting because I thought she played really well against Reading, so I had her starting, mm-hmm. and actually she. She can play sense. She plays centre back actually really, really good. She obviously has an understanding with Hannah Blundell from Chelsea together. So that's mm-hmm. those kind of that things. Works. All, so that's mm-hmm. always good to have. When she came on, it took a few minutes to get the game back up to pace. I think there was a bit of apprehension on both sides, shall we say, to 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 go in for a tackle to do those things. But once they got past that first major tackle after Millie had gone off, the game started to get a little bit going again. And and our passing again was was really spot on. We were what I like under Mark, and I, again I, I said it last week, is that he wants to play really offensively. He doesn't want to play defensively. And one of the things that we talked about under Casey was that she likes to build a very strong platform at the back. Whereas I I, I I truly believe Mark does as well, but he likes to play more offensive kind of football 
where he can where we can get the, the ball forward quicker. Mm-hmm. And, and yesterday's team, the likes of you know, you, you mentioned that Katie and Jackie, they can do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- those two yesterday, I mean, don't get me, I, I didn't think Katie had the greatest of games, and I can understand why. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some mispassed places from Katie. There were, there were some probably from from Jackie. There was some. There was definitely some from uh, Tooney. There was definitely, you know, no, you can't expect every player to play a, a perfect ninety minutes. But what we're seeing is an evolution of of how Mark wants to play. And once we restarted after Mills' injury, it took some time. But he was on the sidelines along with his his assistant Martin Hope, encouraging them telling them they're doing things right. And we we got there. We, and once we scored the first, which was mm-hmm. a brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I It was only, that's the first of, I was thinking, five, maybe mm-hmm. six. Because as we mentioned, Leicester were, were, were a poor team. Yeah. And uh, it was a, it was a great goal. I mean, uh, you know, I think, you know, if, if, we were asking questions and I think questions may still be out there about who's going to score goals for United. Yeah. And I think we now know the answer. Yeah. Um, uh, we know the answer that's going to be her. She's going to be the, t- the, the front runner on that. Uh, and there, um, but you're right. I, it just, it was, you know, once United were up one nil, it, it just seemed to me that, you know, this, the floodgates would open, and so forth. And then, you know, Maria kind of <laughs> right place, right time yeah. gets the second goal at the start of the start of this, the half. And and then I'm really thinking this thing should be four or five nil. Yeah. Uh, what did you think though? Interestingly enough, I mean, the first match of the season United gets, uh, gets a goal that is not counted. Maybe that yeah. goal crosses the line. Maybe it didn't. And then you have the same situation happen um, you know, a bit differently uh, where, but the, the same thing issue is, is the ball, you know, the, the side, um, the sideline ref, you know, calls that ball a goal yeah. this time. What yeah. did you think? You were there. So we were, were in the second half. I'm sure angles were probably an issue, but. Yeah. So in the second half, mm-hmm. the, the goal we were defending was at the other side to us. So we couldn't see, I'll be honest. I yeah, can't see whether yeah. that crossed the line or not. However, right. I did have a look on the way on, on the bus on the way back to mm-hmm. see an angle of it, and I, I was Deborah was texting some people, and they were saying from the angles that they saw on the telly, they couldn't tell either. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a league-wide problem, this because that's two games. It's, it happened in the Arsenal Chelsea game. It happened mm-hmm. in United Reading, and it happened with us yesterday. Unfortunately, you're going to get them given, and I think you're going to get them given against you. Uh, and I, 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 I feel it's incredibly harsh on the lines people, the assistant referees, to make that decision. Because in the men's game, as we mentioned last week, yep. they've got a technology on their watch to say whether it crosses their line or not. It's not in the women's game. So, in a way, I kind of it kind of excites me in a weird way because it's proper. The referee, yeah. in a weird I, way, because it's down to the referee and, and, and the assistant refs to make the decision. So we're going to get them given for us. We're going to get, get given against us. Um, however, it's the conversation that we had last week where the game has to grow and improve, and it needs these things. Uh, the, in many ways, how I felt yesterday was 
if anyone but Abby McManus, because she's no longer a United player, to score mm-hmm. it, I would have been, it was fine. Uh, but I, I've tried to watch it this morning and I'm not convinced now. And I still wasn't convinced yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, you're going to get them and you're going to get them given against you. And I, I think in looking at a lot of lines person's calls yesterday um, were very problematic. I and mean, there were some referee yeah. calls that were very what? questionable yesterday I, in particular. That was one of them. I mean, from my vantage point, I couldn't tell either. So I have to. I have to buy what the lines person yeah. ruled, right? Because I, I, I couldn't tell, and I, don't, I didn't have the advantage of having any other angles or speaking to anybody other, uh, further about it. So it did count as a goal. It was, uh, you know, 3-1. But it didn't matter because, no. you know, United's quality overall was so significantly higher. They were much more organized, much more on the front foot, much more offensive. Uh, it almost seemed like Lester didn't see what was coming, which seems baffling to me. Um, you know, it, it was a baffling performance, to be honest with you, from from Lester's standpoint. And it could have easily been five one. And it's unfortunate that it wasn't, um, yeah. because I think I think things are going to be so close that things like goal differential are going to be a factor. Um, and so missed chances when they were easily there could be an issue later on. So. Yeah. I'm up against the clock, unfortunately. So I got to wrap okay. things up so quickly. So we have an international break, yeah. then Chelsea. Now, yeah. Chelsea's at, oh, is that away or home? Home. I don't remember. Lee Sports Village. Lee Sports Village. That sounds like a juicy game, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a juicy game. And actually, very quickly, once we were on the coming back back home last night, we were actually, most of us were starting to talk about it. I'm right. trying to work out what Mark's going to do. Yeah, to, that, that's exactly what I'm thinking, too. I'm thinking the and same actually, thing. What did he come out with? Most, most of us are, are thinking, well, the back four is a setback four, obviously with Millie being out. So right. We kind of worked that out. And then right. we were kind of talking about, in front of that, is he going to start a Martha Thomas? Or is he going to play with that false right. number nine? Mm-hmm. It, it's all of these things, and 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 right now, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how the depth of the squad doesn't look good enough, and and it looks poor compared to others. But actually, yesterday you saw what we had on the bench. We had Leslie Russo, we had Martha Thomas, we had Zoda Barisa. We had some great players to come off the bench, and um, as I said, uh, Mark's going to play the team in front of him not his best team. And um, it's going to be a, a great game. And I, I made a prediction uh, when we were talking about the, the, the start of the season. I said, I'll be happy with seven points from the first three games. I've got mm-hmm. six of them already. Yeah. And, and I, I Chelsea hasn't been convincing. No. And, you know, they've been, you know, Emma Hayes has been playing around with her lineup. Yeah, and playing with a and trying to go out with a back three uh, to try and maybe to add you know to add some protection to the back, which we which is their own, which is the really their only weakness is their is the back line. Yeah, um, they can get exposed by speed, and that's what United brings is speed. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if I were a tactician, I would be like put my fastest offensive players on the wings and let them, you know, let them loose and, and let, you know, and that's what I would do. And, and, and one, then, of the, one of the things right now is that we've got Kirsty Hansen playing right. 
for me, playing brilliant, 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 brilliant football. You've got Lear on the other side playing brilliant football. And then you've got Tooney, who is the unknown quantity in that team because she's not playing in her natural position. Yet, it's the most difficult position for anyone to mark because is she in midfield? Is she up front? Who marks her? Defender? Midfielder? Who goes with her? And actually, Tooney is... She's got a bit of pace on her as well. So, we on the way home last night, we were all playing around with what would the starting eleven would be. And actually, we wrote down five teams that we could play against less, against Chelsea. <laughs> and not one of them was the same. The only thing that was similar about every single one of them, sorry, was the back four and the goalkeeper. Right. Right. Everything else was different. We, we yeah. were like, uh, could he do this? Could he change formation and go to a back three to counteract what they're doing? It, it, it's such an interesting game. But it's yeah, it, it is. It is a, such an interesting game, and and I think the best time to play Chelsea is right now. The best yeah, time to absolutely. play Chelsea is right after an international break, uh, because Chelsea is not. You know, they they haven't put it all together yet. I'm about about we're the later on. You know, and right after this, I'm going to be be talking with Rob Prattley from the CFCW Social, and and I, I might my guess is he's objectively going to agree that they're you know they're not quite all the all the way together yet. Yeah. Do you think, Mark? In closing, do you think? Mark, Y'all are going to get the one point to get seven out of the first three. Do you think um, it's going to be, could be a draw? I, I I would like to think we can. Be, I think you're right. You're absolutely right. Right. If you're going to play Chelsea right now, now's the time to do it. You know they've got three points from two games. The you know the, they didn't play that great against Arsenal, from what I saw on the telly. They played well yesterday. There's no dis, no nothing about mm-hmm. that. So I think you're absolutely right. You play them now. I would like to go. I'd like to think we could get all three. I really would. Mm-hmm. However, as footballing brain on a not United by John Hart on, yeah, I would. I would take a point mm-hmm. completely because there's mm-hmm. no disregard. As long as we don't get beat, get beaten by them, I'm happy with whatever happens. But yeah. I agree completely. If you're going to play Chelsea right now, it is now the time to do it because. Yeah. You know, they've got play, you know, LJ's nowhere near their squad, let alone their starting eleven. No, nope, for a lot of different reasons right now. For, yeah. A lot so, of different reasons. Yeah, so you've got that. But then you've got the likes of, yes, they've got brilliant players. But mm-hmm. we've got good players as well. And if, if I, I think he will, Mark's going to do something special. I, I, mm-hmm. And I'm actually quite excited by it because mm-hmm. I usually like to predict what the starting level will be before the mm-hmm. game. And yeah, exactly. I haven't, I haven't got a clue because I don't know is, mm-hmm. is the point. If it was Casey in charge, I could probably tell you what the team would be. Right. But under Mark, I haven't got a clue. I, I'm actually yeah. very excited. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, it, it, I, I really think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be very, very interesting and very intriguing and has so many different questions involved there. So, Mark, I got to let you go, my man, um, you know, and I got to go on to go on to talk to yeah. Rob about Chelsea uh, and so forth. So thank you very much for for watching. Thank you for listening. Smash a like. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please share with your friends on your social media networks and so forth, y'all out there. If you're listening to this on a podcast or on all podcast platforms, if you do not want to see Mark's beautiful face, uh, you know, then you know you can just listen to him and you know and and go from there. Uh, but you know, give a five star review, but also share with your friends. That is what's helped this program grow. Um, that's it for this show from for the United Weekly uh, Review. We're going to have the Chelsea Weekly Review just a little bit later on in the day that'll come out. And then we're also going to have the City 
weekly review later today. Uh, it's going to be late, 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 late uh, UK time for that one, but you'll see that either in the morning or later on tonight for City's weekly review and Arsenal will be tomorrow. So have a good one, y'all. Take care. Have a great Monday and we will see you down the line. All right. Take care, everybody. And